0: Welcome back everybody Thanks for joining me again on Free Indeed This is the show where we tackle tough questions Get into the word Get encouraged and have lots of fun And today We have a special guest My good friend Musical mentor uh, Maestro extraordinaire And Overall good guy Jesus Perez.
1: You forgot Halo part Halo
0: oh times, right? yes we did i and let me say this dude is okay master of disaster if you're playing halo or just about any fps game you want to be on his team <laughs> I,
1: I, I was wondering how many more titles you're going to make up for me man you're, you're, you're way, you're way too, too gracious man that's, that's really nice <laughs>
0: Well, uh, you know, I've, I've gotten over all the headshots that, that I had to deal with back then, so now I can say something nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: No, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate
0: you. Yeah, Bye, man. man. Yeah, well, thanks for coming on the show. So, um, my friend uh, Jesus, I call him Juice for short, and uh, we've known each other for a very long time. We uh, first met and then started hanging out uh, when we were both um, playing at a church in uh, Texas, Middleton, Texas here, and uh, we just kind of hit it off from there, had a lot of really, really good things in common, you know, one, one of the most important ones is uh, our delectable sense of humor, of course.
1: Yes, of course. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, so Jesus is a, a very talented musician for the Lord, uh, led many worship uh, bands, uh, basically, it, whatever you need musically when it comes to a worship team, you can plug him in. He's going to be pro at it. Uh, you can play keyboard, piano, drums, bass, uh, guitar. Uh, anything I'm missing uh, right now?
1: Well, I'm not really a strong guitar player, but, you know, I, I'd take my, my way through the service on bass if needed, but piano and drums are my main two right. go-to instruments there, you know. But, mm-hmm. yeah, man.
0: Yeah. But, uh very cool. No, that's
1: that's a very good, you know, synopsis there of, of the things that the Lord has, you know, called me to do, man. That's that's really good, good yeah. memory there.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, drums I'd say, you know, drums of course you know are my forte. It's about the only thing I do play. I can do miscellaneous percussion. Uh I know some chords on the guitar, but that's about it. I can't really say I'm a, a guitarist in any means, but uh yeah, that's that's one cool thing I think that, that really uh was a highlight too of our friendship was just a lot of the musical humor and even even more uh detailed was uh like the the drum humor sometimes that we would crack up at a song where like the drummer deliberately like played a little <laughs> off beat or something. Yeah. <laughs> something that just wouldn't be that funny unless it was you know, someone like me and you, you know, finding something like that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think something else that kind of drew us together is that, you know, when we first started becoming friends, you and I were both also single, and so, you know, we we would, uh, you know, we would hang out, and that's something that would, you know, we'd be, I don't know, we we were both, you know, waiting on the Lord to to bring Mrs. Wright, and, you know, uh, eventually that that happened for both of us, which was great, Mm -hmm. but, uh, man, you know, we, we had some... We definitely had some times where we were wondering, okay, God, what's going on here? You know,
0: so, uh, yeah, but, uh, good times, man. Good times. So, yeah. So real quick, Jesus, uh, apparently I just recently learned, uh, that you apparently have a YouTube channel, which is very cool. Tell me, tell our audience a little bit about what your YouTube channel is about. What is it called? How can they contact you? How can they check out your stuff?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Uh, well, I'll tell you the story you know probably around November of last year. Um, and, and just let me give you a little bit of background. you know my, my wife and I we have two kids um, and the the youngest one was born in October. and so you know we sleep is very hard to come by when you have kids. You know <laughs> as, um, you know I'm sure many of your listeners if they if they have kids, they know about that. So it, it's very strange for me to lose sleep over anything, but I started getting these like visions and this kind of like bug in my ear about starting a YouTube channel where I was going to be able to help people with certain, you know, aspects of praise and worship, um, specifically young musicians, you know, cause I, I, I was there at one point and I wish there's certain things that, you know, people would have sh- showed me and taught me about playing about certain little, you know, um, aspects of, of the worship ministry uh, also i'm a band director i teach band for a living that's my day job uh and also I, i've been doing that for 19 years now so i have a few things that i've learned along the way you know and i want to help younger band directors and so i i that was something else that i wanted to do and, and, and as, as part of the youtube channel and then uh also my heart has always been with the spanish ministry spanish worship uh you know i grew up in spanish churches and uh, of all the you know the churches uh, you know that there are out there, uh, the Spanish church is, is definitely in, in need of, of of people to help out in praise and worship ministry. And so um, I started this YouTube channel. Uh, I felt like the Lord was telling me to do it, you know. So I'm just going to be obedient to Him, and um, it's called Four J Music. So Four J underscore Music, uh, and I think there's other people that you know, I, I didn't do a very good job of doing research or whatever. So. There's other 4J musics or whatever, but um, um, I think now I, I might have the biggest one. So I, it's a, I only have like 100 followers right now, but uh, you know, you can go on there and look at the different um, playlists. So maybe if you are a person that it wants to learn a little bit about, you know, um, you know, just the the do's and don'ts of worship ministry, things like that, uh, you just click on the worship ones and just find a find a video that might apply to you. Um, uh, if you are a Spanish person, uh Spanish speaking person and you don't play a lick of piano right now, uh, it's, it's fairly new. So I'm still, you know, building up the, the, the library, but I do have a series where in about three videos totaling about 30 minutes, you can go from not knowing how to play anything on the piano to being able to play, um, uh, you know, just basic chords backing somebody up on, on piano, and that, that's a Spanish one, um, and so, because again, you know, I know there's a lot of churches where there are eager people, you know, and they're just, they don't have a teacher, they don't have anybody, so, you know, there you go, there's that There's that free resource there for you, and um, a part of it is being a music teacher, um, I, I know what it's like to go to a classroom, and they teach you piano, and they teach you things that you know, you may not necessarily need to know to uh, to be able to play in the, in, in church, right? Uh, and so I kind of take out all the non-essential stuff, or at least the stuff that you can wait on to learn later on, so you can have as close to immediate success uh, and be able to start helping out as quickly as you're. You know, depending on how much time you devote, you know, you can you can really get into that. Uh, and, and again, also I also have the band side of things and some different uh you know things that i've done with my bands in the past to be able to get them you know to the success that the lord has enabled us to have uh, so yeah that's basically it man it's just really really new really uh <laughs> kind of cringy because i'm not really good with all the video editing but again you know the lord is is on the throne and he's the one that told me to do it so um you know there there there's been some really good videos where the content part of it has been you know what help people look at more than the uh the actual quality but people have said hey i really enjoyed that one i learned a lot from this one and so that that's all i needed to hear man because uh you know when you're doing these types of things you know you hope that it's blessing somebody out there and um you know it kind of helps you be able to have the the momentum to go and do it again because it mm-hmm. takes a lot of work you know as, as i'm sure you know with your with your podcast you know so mm-hmm. yeah yeah.
0: well thank you for that uh, juice and uh is it for the number four, or just for like F O R?
1: Yeah, so it's the number four, uh, then the letter J underscore music, and okay. then uh, um, you'll find it on, on YouTube. And um, yeah, just go ahead and you know hit the subscribe button if you don't mind, or you know watch whatever videos you think you might um, you know might benefit from. Uh, one one of the ones that I that I did earlier, is just, it's gotten I mean it's almost got like five hundred views and and it was basically five things if you're playing worship piano at church five things that you, you need to stop doing right now and one of those is like overusing the sustain pedal that's one thing that i hear young players they just mash that sustain pedal down and they keep it going the entire time and so you have all these chords overlapping and it's like dude that's not that's not a really good thing you know yeah uh, and and there's some other really really good things in there that i mean i, I was guilty of that you know up until even recently, you know what I'm saying? So I, I'm preaching to me as well. I, I, I catch myself still doing that sometimes, but, um, you know, there, there's, there's some good stuff in there and, um, you know, probably a little bit more on the long winded side sometimes, but I'd rather be thorough than, than not put it out there at all, you know?
0: Yeah, man. Well, thank you for that. So, the number 4j underscore music at youtube go ahead and smash that subscribe and like button like you do your sustain pedals please and uh, if if there's one thing you need to sustain it's this bro right here so all right (laughs) i appreciate that thank you yeah Uh, of course man well, that's cool, man, you know, and I'll probably check it out, too, because uh, even though I'm not completely bilingual, uh, I could, you know, I could hear, I can see, and I could I could pick up on some of the words and, and maybe even hit, I, th- I think there's a, uh, maybe even a translate, I'm not sure, but anyway, yeah, that's cool. Well,
1: and, and not all the videos are Spanish, there's, there's a, I have three different categories, um, so there's the English worship stuff, where I'm going covering some English worship songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the band director of cha- uh, playlist and then there's the Spanish playlist. So, you know, you kind of get to pick what, what, you know, you need or what you want to hear. So
0: uh-huh. you
1: don't even have to know. Spanish. There you go. <laughs> cool, man. You
0: know. Cool. Well, appreciate it. Yeah. And, uh, and how, what if, uh, do you, are you open for people to like email you questions too, or just watch the videos?
1: No, absolutely. Email me and, um, or even, you know, some people have messaged me on the, on the, um, they've asked questions or they've left comments and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I've, I've been able to kind of with some people that way. And um, no, definitely some, some good uh, feedback or even questions where I can help you. You know, I, I don't know everything, man, for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, you know, from, from the things that I do know, I'd certainly love to be able to help if I, if I can. And uh, uh, something else that, you know, um, I, I have on the worship one, the English one is, Um, I I filmed a a devotional this morning uh, on my way to work to to church. And I have a couple of devotionals specifically for worship musicians because, um, you know, let's face it, you know, the needs that we have sometimes, you know, we we need Mm success specifically for us to give us encouragement, you know. And uh, the church that I go to is an hour away and we've got to be there at seven in the morning. And so, yeah, I'm this morning at 4.50 that my mom went off after a night of the baby's crying, and so I needed to hear that. I needed to hear me saying the things that I was saying to encourage (laughs) others, because, um, you know, honestly, it's just, like, I'm like, why am I doing this? Well, it's for the Lord, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, the Lord, um, uh, it's going to, this sacrifice of being able to get up in the morning and go play for him, you know, it's it's going to mean a lot more to him. <laughs> it's going to it's going to be much more fragrant of a aroma, you know, uh, for the Lord if if, if, it, if it costs any more, you know. And so things like that, I just want to to really impart into our young musicians and and also some things where, you know, unfortunately we've seen a lot of um, you know very not- notable uh, musicians and pastors and preachers, you know, have moral failures or they they start. Uh, you know, deconstructing their faith. There are a lot of the different things that we see, uh, and, and you know, there there are signs of that on the front end. You know, we see people who take stances that are very, um, you know, mainstream with the church, and, and that that's really not the heart of Jesus. He, he was a radical. You know, mm-hmm. he he. If you're if you're following Christ, you know, it, it, you're and you're you're really following him you're not going to be going with the mainstream of, of what's going on in our culture. And that's something that a lot of people maybe, because they want the, the, to sell more books and they want more tweets to get retweeted. Uh, they kind of sell out a little bit and they, they cut corners here and there. Next thing you know, they find themselves going with the mainstream of our culture. And that's something that's really, really scary. So, you know, you definitely always want to test everything. Mm-hmm. With, uh, the word of God, make sure that you're, you're following people that are, putting out, you know, good content. That's what I hope I'm doing with, with, uh, with, uh, my, my channel, of course, but, uh, that's the one, the, the, the things that I,
0: I talk about sometimes in my devotion. So, but, um, anyway, cool. Well, appreciate you sharing that, man. And, uh, I know definitely from one brother to another, I, I appreciate that. And I, I, wholeheartedly agree. And that's, that's how I am, honestly. And, you know, sometimes it can make you unpopular, but, you know, I don't need um, skinny ripped jeans and flannel shirt on on a Sunday. You know, no hate to anybody that does that. You know, um, I mean, cause I, I like flannel shirts and I like jeans. I don't like my jeans ripped, but I do like blue jeans. But anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's just and it may it may sound kind of trite or it may sound kind of uh, elementary, but I I do think that what. We, the culture of, and I don't know who to blame it on, or if that's even the right word, but I think it's, I think it's one of those uh, fads that has definitely run its course, but it's like still, still running of just like a certain image, uh, even, even physically uh, uh, in, in the appearance of uh, worship teams or like just such blase, almost like just roll out of bed look. And it's like, that's what they're intentionally going for. And I, and you know, it could absolutely not even reflect one bit of their, of uh, their their quality or their skill level. But you know, I have, uh, I've I've seen the Lord really move in churches where, uh, you know, that kind of stuff is is not going to feel comfortable with maybe an old fashioned, uh, you know, somebody wanting to wear a suit or whatever, and. I just think too that a lot of, uh, I agree. A lot of fads have kind of crept in to the church, even to the point of how we, how we dress and look, you know, used to, it, it was, uh, you got to have a suit. <laughs> now it's like, you got to be hip <laughs> and, yeah, uh, no, I know what you mean. yeah. And, and I, and I'm not saying that, that it's, you know, it's not all about how you look. It really does, At the end of the day, that really doesn't matter between you and the Lord. Um, But I do know there's, uh, here's one thing too, and this may make me really unpopular, but I don't remember her name, but there's some worship artist, a sister in the Lord, who really made it popular to go like, ha ha, in between like every other like uh, chorus or something in the worship songs. And now almost every single female worship leader out there, at some point, they're going to throw some ha ha's in there. And it's just like, you're not even really laughing. You're saying it like it's a... Like it's an actual part of the song almost or something. <laughs> and I don't know. This is just a little personal soapbox. Don't worry. I'll get off in just a minute, everybody. But if you're not actually laughing because the presence of the Lord is so strong that you can't help it, please don't throw in the awkward ha-has because it, it, it is a little cringe, I'll say. And I say it in love. But, uh, you know, <laughs> just be genuine. If you really are laughing and that's you, cool. Uh, if not, then then just leave it and leave it on the shelf, uh, and uh, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, our pastor started a, a series today, and he was talking about the, you know, the Holy Spirit, and, and uh, um, which is man a great great pick. Uh, but uh, one of the things that he was talking about was how the the power of God. You know, when you uh, get touched with the power of God, the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You know, we all react in different ways. You know what right. I'm saying, and so, for example, he used the example of uh, if you touch a socket uh, of 220, you know, volts or whatever on the, uh, on 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 the wall. There's some people that may scream. There's some people who, you know, they it may pop and burn their hand. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that that'll happen mm-hmm. based on a lot of different factors. You know, and so some people may actually, you know, whenever uh, the Lord comes o- over them, they may actually laugh like that. And that's mm-hmm. great. Uh, but I think some people like I think you're right. I think some people they see and they think it's cool, so they're gonna they're gonna adopt that, you know, and uh, and they're they're more copycatting than they are really, you know, being genuine. And so I I, I agree with you. I think there needs to be more people that are, um, you know, trying to find the way they respond to God on their own without you know copying somebody else. So mm-hmm. that's that's either here nor there, but
0: yeah. And the, and the reason I, I took the Liberty to kind of get on a a quick, uh, maybe not a soap box, maybe like a soap, um, puck. I don't know. Was because I, I do take it seriously, uh, as a, as a worshiper as well as, as a worship musician, um, and being in services with you too, juice, uh, you know, back at MWC and other places we played where it was just very sincere. And, um, there may not have been a shred of perfection, uh, in the service, but the service was perfect because the spirit of the Lord was allowed to move and we felt his presence. Um, I've laughed in the spirit before, but it, but, and I'll I'll let it drop after this, but it was a genuine laugh though. It wasn't this, it wasn't, (laughs) it wasn't this, I'm going to be the cool kid and ha ha in between my lyrics while I'm singing or something, you know? So I'm sorry. That's a really personal pet peeve. I'll, I'll let that one go. But, uh, wait, as a so, there's a whole nother side to me when I, when it comes to musicianship, I have a lot to say and a lot to rant about. <laughs> so, no, <same> here. <laughs> but, uh, you know, one thing, uh, on that note, kind of transitioning, um, one thing I appreciated, there was a drum clinic you had at, at crossroads uh, there in Duncanville a long time ago. And uh, you'll probably remember, and you had a drum clinic and, uh, I attended it to listen, and I think uh, one of the things you you uh, you had us uh, work on rhythm with the metronome, and then also, um, kind of an ongoing thing, you you helped really uh, encourage me to be comfortable like with the some of the silent parts in between drumming, like on maybe slower worship songs. It's so like embrace the silence in between playing. Yeah. And, oh yeah, uh, no
1: I man. Yeah. Um, that, that sometimes not every song has to have of uh, backbone rock beat going on, you know, and sometimes you can just uh, use that time to worship, you know, use that time to to really engage, and and people want to see, you know, that uh, the person playing the drums or person, you know, running sound uh, are they're 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 also worshiping as well, right? You know, mm-hmm. obviously you don't want to see a sound guy, you know, miss a cue and not turn the mic on because they're you know so so deep in the worship whatever, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, within reason, you want you want to be able to worship within uh, what you're doing, and and if something like that does happen, then great, you know that I means that they're they're really going after God. That's that's good too. But uh, no, man, I, I uh, yeah, I vaguely remember that, but I do know that you know overplaying sometimes, man, can be just it can be that could be a pet peeve, you know. Whereas mm-hmm. you talked about the laughing, you know, having people overplay whenever there's little lulls in worship, man, that's that's something that can be uh, problematic as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's kind of like, uh, you know, in judo, how you use the, the enemy's uh, momentum against itself. You can kind of use the yeah. silence in a, in a song, and even if you feel awkward, you can kind of play that to your favor and, like, play off maybe the, an awkward uh, silence as, uh, as like, a uh, you know, like you meant to do that, maybe, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I do I do appreciate that as well. Uh, another thing that you you show I me, mean, I still do it today. Whenever I just kind of drumming on my on my lap or on the table or something, is the uh, the uh, trade off uh, really fast paradiddles between your right hand, left hand, to the point where yeah. you do it fast enough and it's just like, you know really fast. And uh, that's what, that's another little rudimentary uh, thing I appreciated I picked up from you.
1: Yeah, um, man, and I I think that uh, that's probably another video I want to shoot at some point where, you know, because there seems to be this disconnect between the more orchestral or even marching band, the more legitimate, you know, studious drummer percussionist um, versus the drum set player and whether you're playing in a rock band or a church. And a lot of times people don't don't they don't really want to bridge that gap because they you know i don't know what it is about that but um there are so many things that i learned in marching band uh concert band that have helped me be become a better drummer you know on drum set uh and vice versa too you know the same thing about playing drum set uh whenever i played quads in in high school I, i was already used to moving around because i played drum set you know and so i think the two can go hand in hand uh, and so that's probably one of the you, YouTube videos I might shoot you know, in the future. Just going over some of the rudiments that would really help immediately. I mean, there's there some things that you'll never do on the drum set, you know, playing some of these hybrid rudiments that, you know, right right now there's some guy in his basement thinking up a new rudiment right now, okay? And it's never going <laughs> to translate to the drum set. I'm sorry, it's never going to be that thing. And so they come out with new ones every day, man. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, and that's the thing is, there are some things that uh, I mean, every time I play, you know, I catch myself doing this or that or whatever, and so uh, that might be one that I shoot here and just try to get some more content content on there and something where we can bring unity between the the, the, the drum set players and, the, you know, the marching band kids or whatever, because, uh, I mean, there's a lot of overlap, for sure.
0: Yeah, and I, I really do appreciate that from a, a drummer's, a, a fellow drummer's standpoint, because... There's been a lot of times where I've been disappointed in um, times maybe where I've, I've played somewhere and I I naturally incorporate things I've learned because I went, you know, as you know, I, I was also in orchestra and band in school and all that good stuff. And it's it's ingrained. That's the roots of my uh, drumming ability when it comes to the natural side and and just learning the different rudiments and stuff like that. And I incorporate that into fills or something, and right now, have have you noticed how popular just the simple like eighth note buildup is? And it's kind of like swallowing all the other types of um, articulation in worship songs right now. Have you noticed that?
1: Oh yeah, man! It's all just rises and falls, and, and yeah. Uh, so long as people can do that effectively without speeding up or slowing down, you you're money in the bank, man. I mean, you're you're going to be able to play with a lot of these worship teams that are. Um, you know they don't want it. They don't want it complicated. They want it simple, but they want you to be on beat and they want you to be able to play dynamically. Um, and so, um, no, you're absolutely right. That is that is something that is really front and center right now.
0: Mm-hmm. And and you know, there's a time for it. I'm not I'm not like anti eighth note or quarter note buildup. Uh, but it I, I don't know. I guess from you know I've grown up and and you as well. I've listened to just tons of classical music, and I really I really love classical music. And I do think I tend to play more uh, technical and classical as much as I can. But again, it's just kind of a natural production of, of what I've been taught and just my roots. Um, and so I don't always just reach immediately for the eighth note buildup, you know, and uh, or the 16th note buildup. I just, I, I mean, sometimes if it feels like it's coming and it belongs there, uh, yeah. but like if I'm told, no, you know, we want this, we want that. I'm like, well, okay. But you know, in my opinion, I think it sounds a whole lot better with I don't know, maybe maybe not the same build up every time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, here's something else that I, I don't know if I told you this, but um, a couple of years I was actually diagnosed with carpal tunnel syndrome. Really? you uh, your yeah, yeah, and so um, uh, I, I remember I was doing some work on the ranch, and whenever I pulled the the weed and started, I felt this weird. It wasn't like a pain; it was something. This went down my arm, and and I think even before then I already had some weird things, but that that's really what what made me go to the doctor, and they they they, they went ahead and confirmed. And so the reason I bring that up is because now, um, man, it, and it stinks because I you know I love playing the drums and everything, but I I don't play drums very much at all. When I do, you know, I can probably go about two songs, and then there's no feeling in my right. Index finger, and I have to shake it out so they can let some blood back in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, anyway, part of the reason that um, you know I actually like the buildup is because it's not very taxing on on that particular finger when I'm doing something simple like that. So I, mm-hmm. I'll actually you know simplify things a little bit. It's made it's made me have to be a little more simplistic in my approach just because of the uh the the feeling or or lack thereof in my hand Mm -hmm. and so um yeah man that's something that you know i don't wish that on any person that's a musician uh you know getting getting something so debilitating you know and so um i I know there's surgeries you can do and everything man but i mean who wants to do that right now you know uh go pay all this money to get a surgery that you know may you know who knows what what else they'll they'll cut while they're in there you know and Mm -hmm. so uh, and so anyway, all that to say is that yeah, I, I think you know, I've I've really simplified my playing um, a lot more because of that. So you know, I'll I'll gravitate more to those types of things. But um, you know, I mean, it's it's uh, so at, at the same time, I've been able to play a lot more piano. I mean, I've been almost exclusively piano for the last uh, two years, I'd say. Mm. Um, and the Lord's really helped me grow in that, uh, aspect of worship ministry as well. And, and, you know, as long as I'm serving and you know, still able to use my gifts in some way or another, you know, then, um, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah. Well, cool, man. And, um, yeah, I'm sorry to hear about that. Uh, you know what immediately I started thinking about when you told me about that? What's that? Was uh, the little snap thing that you started where you pretend like you have a a little can of snuff? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. And I remember you do that, and if you do it hard enough, long enough, like, your your index finger will be, like, throbbing, and I don't know, maybe you could do that and bust up the bust up the carpal tunnel and then get some blood flowing. In that thing.
1: <laughs> well, I guess, you know, um, I, I did play drums uh, maybe, what, two weeks ago at church, mm-hmm. and um, on the live stream, you can see me from time to time shaking my hand, so I guess if you look it closely, it might, might even look like I'm doing that, yeah. that <laughs> thing right there, you know, but, uh, yeah, I guess... <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, it works just like that, where you can just you know bust it up, but, uh, <laughs> but it'd be nice if it did.
0: Well, how how did it feel once you did that? Did that did that keep you going?
1: Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, you can just basically uh, putting my my hand down um, so that the the blood flow is going naturally down uh, into my hands, and you shaking it in there. It just you can feel the the blood coming back in, and mm. uh, and that really it, it just it kind of provides a little bit of of, of, you know, relief. And then, uh, when you start playing again, you know, you get in your playing position, your hand is actually, you know, moving around and, and, and uh, the gravity is working against you, you know, um, as you're sitting playing on the, on a ride or whatever you have your hand up, uh, well, the blood, you know, can't go up as easily. And you also have your, your hand kind of closed in a way that, you know, it doesn't allow blood flow as easily. So, you know, you kind of have a lot of things working against you and uh, that's where it can get really, really, uh, um, I don't want to say painful because there is some pain, but um, really you just don't, you, you don't have any feeling in your hand, you know, that's, that's a weird feeling. Yeah. Um, whenever you're, you're trying to drum and, you know, here comes this big impact moment and, you know, you can't play what you, what in your head you want to play, you have to do something else. And so mm-hmm. that's been kind of frustrating.
0: Yeah, well, I'm sorry to hear it, man. Uh, I'll be in prayer that over to you because I know, I know that's uh, when something holds you back from what you're passionate about, especially music as a worship musician. I mean, that's no bueno. So, yeah, well, yeah.
1: I appreciate
0: that, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, so, what uh, what would you say right now uh, when it comes to you know worship musicianship? Uh, what do you think the average uh, worship leader or worship band? What what do you wish you could see more of right now in the in the churches uh, uh, in America or even around the world? What do you wish you would see uh, more of? Whether it's more musicianship, more free time for for like the gifts to flow, uh, more more hymns or anything? What what would you like to see more of?
1: Well, you kind of touched it there at the end um the, the maybe not necessarily more hymns, but a a greater scrutiny for the songs that we're playing. Mm. Because the songs that we sing and, and play on on the Sunday to Sunday, they shape our, our faith. They shape our our view of our of our you know our our theology, our biblical theology, you know, and obviously that's that's something that goes along with what is preached, but um there are songs out there that we're singing sometimes and you know, they're being sung by people who, um, you know, I don't know what, what their belief system is, but, you know, I, I wonder, how how did you come up with this? It doesn't seem very really biblical, you know? And so right. I think that the main thing is just, you know, greater scrutiny for, for, for the song selection. So we're singing biblical things, and our mm-hmm. kids are getting, you know, uh, biblical um, lyrics and, and concepts that are actually... You know um, that that got they have substance. You know, uh, not some of this really cheesy stuff. And and I I don't want to put any particular worship you know artist or, or leader or uh, you know group on blast because that's not what I what I want to do on this on this podcast. I'll <laughs> I'll uh, you know I'll share that with you later on. maybe but, Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, but there are definitely there are definitely some people that I'm like. Bro, where did you get that, or you know, or honey, <laughs> where's this coming from? Because um, you know, I I just I don't know. I don't know. Um, where is that in the Bible? You tell me. And so um, that, that's the main thing. It's just we, we gotta get we gotta get back to to the Word. We gotta get people singing stuff that that is in line with with what uh, um, our, our parents grew up. You know, they, they a lot of the hymns we are singing. Uh, you know, we we as the old funny funny people before us, you know, they wanted to sing and we wanted to play the cool stuff with the nice beat or whatever. Uh, and that was great. But, you know, even some of those songs, um, maybe, maybe weren't the best and everything. But, uh, you know, now I see that I, as a kid, you know, I wanted to to rock out and, uh, but now I see that as an adult that, um, you know, there was definitely something to, to songs that have stood the test of time, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Well said, man. I I 100% agree. Um, And that was very powerful what you said about like the, and it's true, the worship songs and what we are reinforced with on Sundays is what typically shapes our faith. Um, Because let's be honest, the average uh, American, uh, and I say this on average just because I know there are some very astute. Uh, biblical scholars and people who actually have a relationship with the Lord outside of Sunday. But a lot of church goers really don't, and this isn't condemning, but I'm just saying in reality, there's there's not a whole lot going on during the week, if you know what I mean. And so what yeah. they hear on Sunday, what they sing to themselves on Sunday, what they hear themselves saying on a Sunday really is impactful. And, you know, yeah, we're not, I'm, I'm not responsible for anybody else's walk with the Lord that's we all have our own personal account with the Lord, but um, there is a little bit of that kind of community accountability in a sense of like, if you are tasked with a a job or a role, or you have a call of God on your life, and it needs to be done well, whether you're selecting the songs, whether you're the one giving the message, or you're an elder or whatever, Uh, you know, there is a little bit of that of, you know, it's not a salvation issue. Obviously, it's nowhere near that. But uh, what we are allowing to be reinforced in the church needs to be first approved in the Word.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I get it that you know there are Sundays where you know you need a song that can be sung in, in in D because the first song you know is in D and you want to be able to transition smooth. Um, so maybe you pick a song that isn't maybe the most uh, you know. Um, substantive, whatever, but still biblical, you know, that's fine. Um, but I, you know, there are some times that, uh, gosh, and again, I'm going to hold my tongue. I won't say anything or anything, but there, <laughs> there are some songs that I just, I, I, and even, I'll tell you what, my wife is a really, really, um, man, she, she's a good source for this because she is a thesaurus of, of hymns. And, uh, there's one song that we were singing at church one time, and she wrote the, the publisher people. She emailed them. She's like, "Hey, how are you guys singing this?" Wow. And then she started, you know, citing scriptures, um, and they didn't reply. They didn't say anything. They, it's still out there, you know. And so, I mean, um, it must be doing really well because they didn't want to, you know, issue a correction or, or maybe to pull it off the shelf or whatever. It must be selling a lot of a lot of, uh, uh, you know, uh, whatever. I guess you don't really sell albums anymore, but you buy them on on iTunes or whatever. You know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess that that. You know takes precedence over you know being uh, biblically correct and so yeah uh hey man you know i mean all all that's all she could do is, is try to to you know bring that to the attention of, of people that yeah um i, I hope would, would, would have listened a little bit better you know
0: yeah well way to go uh wife and uh
1: yeah.
0: you know and i appreciate that because honestly what i think a lot of these songwriters do and what's been happening now for decades honestly man is they're playing into the brokenness of our culture, instead of pulling from the awesome things in the Word of God? Like, hey, in Christ, you're not just this broken, you know, hope, hopeless hobo. Like, come on, you know, we all go through, um, you know, times like that in our lives where maybe we feel that way, but you can't, you can't base our uh, our entire life or experience on a moment or a season, especially if it doesn't uh, line up with the word of God, you know, and when we make songs that are supposed to be worship or Christian songs, and they put the spotlight on the bad stuff and reinforce that and make you feel like, well, this is the best I can do right now. Uh, You know, this is the best I can be. Then it's honestly, it's more detrimental than anything. And I'd rather listen to a secular song at that point. That's more uplifting or encouraging or has more, uh, truth in it Than the Christian song uh, That's You know Wanting to highlight The bad stuff And you know How broken I am And this and that I'm so tired I'm so weak And like No man What are we doing You know
1: Yeah <laughs> Well um, There's also this uh, And again I'm going to Cite my wife I'm telling you man she, You probably didn't have her On the show Because <laughs> She will um, Talk about this in, in greater depth And with with Even more You know <laughs> Scripture citing Whatever you know But um. The, the, the there's this thing that happens with uh, worship artists. If you ever look at a song and it's written by, and there's like 12 people there, right? And what happens is that these people say, "Hey, let let's let's go ahead and meet together and have a songwriting session." Um. And so let's we're gonna meet in the green room at church at 10 o'clock. You know, it would never be at 8 o'clock, and you know, like normal people waking up to go to work, right? It would always have to be time <laughs> for you to go get your latte at Starbucks and show up with. You know, your little notebook where you write, you know, uh, your, your your prayers and everything. and You know, a lot, a lot of people do that, and i I do that a long time, too. But what happens is they're like, hey, let, let's collaborate on the song. And so you end up with this hodgepodge of about four or five different songs that could have all been their own song. Mm-hmm. But they decided to collaborate, and so they make it all into, you know, they wad it all up, and it comes out as this one song that is very, like... um it's like a shotgun shot, very spread out, you know, not very concise, uh, and precise on one point or whatever. And so, um, that happens a lot, man. I mean, I know because I've, I've, you know, heard of some different people and worship artists that they talk about their songwriting sessions and everything, and you know, and that's what happens. And that's why the songs come out very, you know, diluted in what they could have been. Maybe the individual song, uh, that one person had could have been its own song, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and let me say this, you know, I'm, I didn't want to throw anybody into the bus, but I, I will say say some names of some people that are just, oh my word, they are they are writing some good songs right now, and they're perfect for the time of of, of the, that we are in. And one of those is, I don't know if you, if you know Charity Gale, is one that I really, really love a lot, a lot of her songs. Um, and her background is... Uh, United Pentecostal, you know, and so, um, you know, if you don't know anything about that uh, that um, denomination, you know, a lot of those people are, I mean, they're very strict about makeup and earrings and stuff like that, and you know, obviously a lot of the other things uh, for the men too, but, you know, um, I mean, they're, they're sold out for God, man, they are sold out for God, you know, and, and you can have whatever disagreements you, you you want about, you know, other aspects of uh, of of the faith you know th- 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 there there are things that i think we're going to get to heaven and, and laugh about how we disagreed about these little minor things okay? yeah <laughs> so uh but uh but no i mean the songs that that she's writing number one are very very biblical and not only that they they address the sin aspect of our humanity you know um some uh, not all of them do but some of them do and there are some people that, you know, when they write songs, they they don't want to touch the fact that we're sinners because, you know, oh, that's kind of forgiving and everything. You know, well, yeah, we we, we, we need to recognize that. And then also we, we have hope in Jesus. He's been able to, to wash our sins, you know, and so uh, it's okay to address that. Some people won't. you know, Everything, every song is about, you know, giving thanks or, you know, this and that, was is also really important. But we, we also need to be able to have the plan of salvation you know, we need Jesus. We can't get to God without Christ. And uh, a lot of the songs that she's got are, they are very, very, um, you know, just theology, theologically very sound. And mm-hmm. it's really great, man. If you haven't heard any of her stuff, man, it's its really, really good.
0: Cool, man. And you said Charity Gale?
1: Charity Gale, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so she's, um, uh, I think one of the songs that's, thats uh, um, well, we did one of her songs this morning called, a new name written down in glory um also uh i speak jesus is another one mm-hmm. uh, jesus uh, uh jesus for my family jesus for my friends or whatever i, I don't know the word i don't <laughs> sing it, man i'm playing <laughs> <laughs> i know i just totally bombed that but,
0: no you're, but yeah, you're better than me <laughs> it's, it's, uh,
1: it's really uh it's really powerful man so um but yeah check it out man
0: cool man well i appreciate it yeah um and I, and yeah, shout out to all the uh, brothers and sisters who are keeping it scriptural, keeping it real, uh, keeping it genuine, and not just trying to sell another album. Appreciate you. So, uh, Absolutely. yeah, because we don't need more albums. We need more faith. We need more clarity to our faith. We need uh, we need more truth in our worship songs. Uh, to me, just like the Bible says, and I'm sorry, I forget the exact passage now. Uh, But the passage that says how basically if you're a Christian and you're living one way, but then also trying to live the Christian life, you're like a muddy fountain. I would say the same for some of these, quote, worship artists that are really just uh, singing depression and, like I said, playing into the plagues of the culture at this time and making money off of it instead of building the faith of the listeners. And sure, they they may have a mixture. But again, what is mixture? It's mud. And I don't want yeah. muddy songs. I don't want muddy worship songs. And again, this is me on my soapbox as a worship musician. Um, but I don't like to play in mud. And there's some songs that like when I see them on set list, I'm just like, oh, you know, it's like my spirit's eyes roll back in its head and just, oh, my gosh, you know. But uh, I, that hasn't happened for a while. But I remember back in the day, sometimes there were songs I'm like, why are we playing this song? <laughs> Yeah <laughs> You know
1: no, I feel you man I feel you
0: Yeah it's just like It's like hurry up Hurry up Like you kind of go To your happy place Where you're drumming During that song Just waiting for it To kind of get over Because you know It's like so not faith Or not biblical Or something <laughs> But Yeah Yeah But anyway um, Yeah so There's that And then um You know Just the faith aspect Man you know One uh, uh Kind of a special memory That I have Kind of piggybacking Actually I thought about this uh, Earlier when we first called uh, it was, I think, I don't remember the year. Is when he still lived in Hatchie and that in that house there. And uh, and I think Aaron and uh, I think Aaron and Jonathan were still living with Jonathan. you at the time. Yeah, yeah. and I think. Uh, again, I don't remember the time, so you, you can correct any anything uh, that you hear. But it, it, whenever uh, you had maybe first uh, been baptized in the Holy Spirit or something, um, or first yeah. experience and, and like feeling the urge to speak in tongues or something, and I remember like you just sharing like the buildup of that experience and just hearing it. That I think I came over like the next day. We were we were scheduled to like just hang out and stuff. And you were you were talking about it, and I remember just hearing it, and it, you could definitely tell it was one of those Holy Spirit moments. And uh, I still, you know, when it comes back to memory, I just feeling the the realness of it, and the the power, and the uh, the genuine genuinity of it was really was really something special to uh, to hear. And so, uh, I don't know if you want to touch on that, or just on uh, faith in general, or anything.
1: Well, um, yeah, and remember that um a little bit um that there's a couple things is that actually the, the very first time i was filled with holy spirit uh with the evidence of speaking in tongues was actually in college uh, my freshman year and the thing about it is that you know i went a long time like like many many years without you know exp- having that experience again and it's because i didn't guard the gift and so i think what what you're we hearing there is me being able to, you know, talk about, um, you know, being able to step into that again and experience that. And, and, uh, and so that, that's, I think that's what happened then. Uh, and so, you know, here's the thing. And, and then I don't know if, you know, if any of your listeners are, are going to do this, but a lot of times we, we don't understand the grace of God and who can, because mm-hmm. it's, it's not like anything else that we experience here on earth. Right. Um, you know, and so, um, there are times that, you know, we we commit a sin, we do something, we fail, and we don't want to talk to God. We, I'm going to wait a few days before I pray again, you know, whatever, as if it's going to be any different to the Lord. He wants to hear us. He wants to hear us, you know, uh, repent and everything. And, and obviously, if you're taking advantage of, of God and, and sinning habitually, that's, that's a different story. You need to get that corrected or whatever, but uh but you know I, I think that's what happened to me is that I, I would fail i would do this i would do that i would have thoughts i would have you know uh, say things or you know i mean there's so many there's so many ways to fail right in this, in this life that we have that you know um i would i think i just felt unworthy and like i i shouldn't you know um pray in the spirit whatever it's just something you know it's only for the for the people that got it all figured out spiritually and and so, you know, you kind of psych yourself out that way. And uh, for many years, I just, I didn't, you know, uh, speak in, in tongues and I didn't have that experience. And so, um, you know, that, that's just the lie of the enemy, man. That is a, a big time um, lie. You, 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 if you have, you know, some sort of moral failure, whatever, you know, and you got, you got told the to spirit this morning and then you have some moral failure to repent. You know, seek the Lord, seek the Lord. You know, right away, uh, and and have you know the Holy Spirit, you know, come and just you know bring His peace over you. And and whether it's a temptation or something like that, have you know pray pray for the way out. You know, for the way out of of set temptation. You know, whatever that that may be. You know, that He would show you the outlet so that you can escape the temptation. You know, uh, and whether that's a sexual thing or maybe some sort of substance. I mean there's a number of things as I said that you can fail in, in this in this uh you know, fail with these things in, in this life. And so, um, you know, the Lord is is gracious and he will find uh, he'll give you a way out, you know. Um and so you just pray for that, you know what I'm saying? But uh as far as the the you know, the Holy Spirit, um, I mean man, that's that's something really powerful and I, I really um I'm looking forward to this this uh uh, as I mentioned a little while ago, at church right now, um, this series on our pastor starting, because um, I remember whenever I was in Bible school, um, there are certain Bible classes that I did not really apply myself in, but for some reason, the Acts and Corinthians um, class was one that I really just could not get enough of. And so, you know, um, I, I really like the... Uh, the, the topic of the Holy Spirit and, you know, the, the works of the Holy Spirit and seeing what the apostles did and how the Holy Spirit, you know, was able to navigate in their lives and, and everything. and So I'm all about that, man, and I'm really, you know, chopping up the bits to hear more of, of these messages from our pastor at church.
0: Amen. Yeah, that's that's great, man, and uh, really great. And that's my heart, too. I, uh, I really want to see the gifts be... Lifted up in the church again, the local church where you, you can go to almost any church and know that the Holy Spirit is welcome to attend there as well. That it's not just um, First Church of the structured message, you know, uh, all the time, and that uh, that that you see the gifts. You see, I want to see the Acts Church come alive again. You know what I mean? I want to see I'm, I want to see the miracles, the healings, the signs, the wonders, the accurate preaching of the gospel. I want to see all of that because if, you know, if we don't have that and we're just meeting once a week, maybe twice a week, if your church still has Wednesday services, you know, uh, and and we're just, and, and there's, I'm all about fellowship too, but you know what I mean? Like we need to have some power again and have something to back up what we're saying too, you know, what we claim as believers, there's gotta be some substance to as well. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think really, in everybody, in every believer's heart, I think there's that desire for the supernatural, for the power, because we're, once you're born of God and born of his incorruptible seed, you have, you have him in you. And so you can't have him and not have his desires as well, which would be, I mean, he, he's the one that gave the gifts. And since he gave those gifts, he didn't give them to us just so they could collect dust, so to speak on the shelf, you know? And, uh, to see those giftings. And so I would encourage anybody out there that maybe has tasted and seen that God has given you a gift, specifically like, you know, in, in the fivefold kind of giftings, miracles or prophecy or something like that, to to get bold with it and to press into the Lord about that and seek opportunities to be used of the Lord of it and and don't shy back from it because we need more of that in the church. And there's a whole generation of people that don't know they're looking for that, but they're looking for that and um you know god's calling in people from the highways and the byways from from the occult from all over people are getting saved and you have people that are coming that are not churched or haven't been churched very much and are having you know these really deep relationships with god and they don't have all the religious fluff to unlearn uh like maybe we have had uh in the past you know and uh So that's that's one thing is, you know, I would say we we all need to really lay down our our fears of what it may look like or if someone else isn't very receptive and just go for it. I like today at church. I I felt like God wanted me to pray for uh, one of the elders there. They usually go up to pray for people at the end of every service, which I really appreciate that, because that's another thing that I want to see come back to the churches is have prayer at some point in the service where people can go up to receive prayer for anything. You know, and anyway, I had felt the Lord kind of impressing on me to pray for this specific gentleman, and and I was, you know, I was kind of wrestling with us. I "I don't know, you know, it's a thought, and and I so I told the Lord, you know, if you really want me to, then you know, give me a sign, you know, and somehow let me know, and I had the image of like was Moses that had to have his arms held up during the battle so they could keep being blessed so Israel could win. Uh And I was like, okay, I I had kind of that imagery like Moses and, you know, he was the the leader at the time, obviously, and kind of this impression of, hey, leaders need help too, leaders need prayer, they need support too. And then just a few moments later, he raised one of his hands because he was kind of worshiping and, and, you know, while the worship music was going during prayer time. And I took that as, as the sign, he raised up one hand and I took that as, okay, yeah, I was supposed to go pray for him. Uh, and it turned out he yeah, there was some things going on that he wanted some some prayer about. so it was good. And you know it's encouraging too. Like you feel refreshed when you when you allow the Lord to work through you or you just go for it anyway. And even if you miss, don't be embarrassed. It's better to strike out and to uh, to you know go off of of what you think the Lord is telling you to do and possibly miss it. Than to just yeah. uh, stay on your butt and not not do anything, and then you're gonna be forever guessing. Well, what if I had just gone for it? You know.
1: Yeah. Sometimes you wonder, is this of God? Well, I'll tell you one thing: it's not the devil telling you to go pray for somebody. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, you know, the devil's not gonna tell you to go do that. So, no, mm-hmm. man, I think that's great. You know, being obedient and, um, man, the Lord is he he will he will show you what to do if you're really. You know listening for God and, and um, his voice uh, not just praying and asking him for this or for that or for a new dirt bike or whatever but actually <laughs> allowing that to be a conversation where you let him speak to you you know yeah. that is something that is really powerful um, and uh, you can have you know uh, the Lord show you what to do um, oh my gosh man There's just so many times that um, I've seen I've seen him work in my life and all I had to do was shut up a little bit man. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah <laughs> It's amazing, man, when, yeah, when you, when you act on that nudge he gives you and, and somebody ends up saying, yeah, actually, uh, I need prayer for this or that. And it's like, whoa, that's cool. You know, that God would, you know, nudge me to go, go be used and go pray for somebody or something. It's, it's really humbling and very encouraging at the same time. And, uh, yeah, man. and, And, uh, you know, a lot of, some of my fondest memories, you know, that, that, season in life you know me you Eli and Jared and them and uh MWC and just uh just a lot of the really good times even uh even back at uh you know Crossroads uh, even more recent uh back when we were at Crossroads for a few years again and you know Jason and um you know just I guess I'm bringing this up because uh you know I just also have a big heart for fellowship I think Society. Uh, one of the ways I think society has had a big effect, uh, not just on the worship scene, um, but in the way we interact as a church, like it's rare, you know, at least that I've experienced for there to be like a monthly potluck, you know, at church like it used to be. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of churches do like the men's breakfast, and that's cool. That's cool, too. Number one, I'm not a morning person. Uh, just, Just yeah. saying, just saying, throwing it out there for whoever, I'm not a morning person being somewhere at any time before like 10 is kind of hard. <laughs> and uh especially on Saturday that's my day to like catch some Z's for real. Uh cuz I have to I have a super long commute to go to work. Uh and much of my week is spent behind the wheel actually just to and fro work. So whenever I get a chance to sleep in, it is valuable. But anyway, uh you know, just having more fellowship and not even just over food, but uh having having that brotherhood to rely on you know i think what the devil does you know a lot of society has gotten in the church and we've we've said that in so many words but uh when especially when it comes to uh the lack of fellowship and the lack of like sincere hey i want to i really do want to be that person's friend you know i really do want to make a new friend today and as a grown man you know at our age too a lot of people can already be set in their ways and think that now I'm good. I don't really need more friends, but we need friends. We need friends in the faith and we've got to have that community that's supporting it because, uh, you know, when you are going through something or when you just need a friend or you need somebody to exemplify uh, some of the Lord's attributes, uh, some, you know, whether it's his friendly characteristic or his genuine, uh, compassion or something, uh, th- we all need ministry as well. We need to be ministered to just as much as, uh, we should be willing to be used to minister to others, you know.
1: Oh no, definitely. Uh, when you talk about fellowship, man, I, um, you know, I'll share this, and, and I'm not sure how much, you know, how long you usually do your your podcast, and I can talk forever, but I uh, just tell me to be quiet whenever it's time.
0: <laughs> it's all good, I man. I would <laughs> say
1: that whenever I first moved out here, you know, um, and for those that you don't of uh, you that don't know, my wife. Jody, she's from Eastland which is where we live now and I was I lived in Dallas through the the DFW area my entire life so it was a really big move for us to come out here where I didn't know anybody and so um, you know I felt lonely for for I mean I, I went through this season of life where I was really struggling with with loneliness uh, and obviously I had my wife and, and you know her family and everything but as far as the the, the fellowship of people, that, you know, wanted to be my friends. I mean, I left so many of my friends behind, uh, and I had a hard time with that. And so I remember one particular day, um, you know, at church, they were having a, a men's breakfast, and we were supposed to go to, like, um, hiking and shooting and fishing. And I was like, you know what? I I never do anything with men's ministries. I'm going to go and do this, and this is what, you know, I've been praying for, for the Lord to help me have some some fellowship with with other men. And so I... I got up on Saturday morning, really early in the morning. I know I'm like you, man, I probably I want to sleep in, but um, I got up and I drove all the way to Abilene to our church. You know, I ate a little bit of breakfast. Somebody gave a, uh, a good, you know, devotional. And then they're like, all right, guys, well, no, nobody really wants to go fishing and shooting today, so we're just going to call it a day. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so, you know, I'm, nothing happened, man. I Like, we just left after that. You know, I guess I – I mean I couldn't even go to any stores to shop or anything like that. Nothing was open. it was so early and and I just remember I sat in my truck and i cried I cried for a little bit because you know as praying mm-hmm. to the Lord i mean like i i I have to have some fellowship with somebody you know and um you know obviously you have fellowship with people on the worship team in your <laughs> ministry or whatever, but you know as far as people that actually want to be your friend, not because of the uh, of the of the ministry that and the service that you can provide you know but just do that they want to be your friends you know that that's something that we we, we all need that we all need that that assurance that that uh, feeling of you know hey you're my friend and you don't have to be you know there's nothing that um that makes you you know uh, have to be my friend or whatever you know so um yeah that that was that was a really hard season that fellowship part of it man it's definitely something that um you know if we don't have that it it can it can hurt. It can it can make a big difference in our lives in a negative
0: way. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. And I'm sorry I had to go through that. Uh, you know, and that's that's uh, a very big testament to how powerful friendship can be. And uh, you know, I know society wants to wants to really uh, <clears throat> I don't know the right word, but maybe make men feel uncomfortable with with even the word you know friendship having friends because of the image that you know we're supposed to be like these terminators or something and it's just that's just not how it is man you know jesus wept jesus was a real man he had emotions he got mad he was happy he was sad he cried sure he laughed and rejoiced you know and um you know one of the things that i learned through going through this course called the real man's course from ed cole dr ed cole Um, at my previous church, uh, the thing that stuck with me the most and what the flagship message, if you will, from the course was, um, the real measure of being a real man was just to be Christ-like and with all, with everything that it encompasses. And that includes having emotions, you know? So for anybody out there listening, maybe you're a brother and, and you've been dealing with this and you feel scared to show emotion or feel emotion, it's Okay. Even if you have to cry before the Lord in your prayer closet, so to speak, take a drive or something. I've done that too, Juice, man. I've uh, I've I've had some times with the Lord while I'm driving. I just got to let it out, man, you know, and uh, those can be some really refreshing times, you know, because a lot of times the Holy Spirit bring back to memory uh, a verse or a certain story in the Bible where God can bring you comfort through that, you know, and uh, some of those times can be really good uh, just letting it out, but uh, you know... Um, one thing you touched on too, uh, having to move out there and, and, you know, making that sacrifice, uh, you know, for your wife and your family to, to be the one to, to pluck up your roots. I just want to give a shout out uh, to my wife, Allie too. You know, she definitely did that, uh, moving from Ohio and, uh, being here with me and good old Tejas. And I just wanted to shout out, say, love you, babe. Thank you so much. And, uh, I know that's, that doesn't cover it. Doesn't even begin to cover you know, how uh, how grateful I am that that she was willing to make that life, uh lifestyle change just to be with me. And uh so anyway, um but yeah, the fellowship, the friendship in the church, uh, we talked about culture and, and worship and uh so was there anything uh, Pressing on your mind Or heart Or anything that popped In your head You'd like to talk about Even if it's uh, Maybe your favorite dad joke Or something Now that you are a dad <laughs> You're more than qualified To share dad if You've heard even my episodes Man I, Sometimes I throw them in there Me and Allie Did an episode one time Where it was Nothing but dad jokes
1: No <laughs> um, man No well I, I, uh, I'm I, still learning a theme I'm trying to pick up Some dad jokes Um, Most of my kids Aren't really at the top Crazy yet So I, I, I got a little time But um <laughs> you know, I I'm sure I'll have one by by next time. But uh really as far as main issues I mean, we covered so much, man, that I don't really have anything else uh in particular, but um, you know, man, I I do uh I, I miss talking to you, man. I know we we uh we tried our best to, you know catch up and keep in touch from time to time. A lot of it is you, you know, you send me these messages and uh if you don't hear back right away it's not that I don't you know that don't they don't still you know like you as a friend or whatever. It's just probably something was going on with the kid or something. you had sure. to put out a fire. Sometimes a literal fire. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, 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 it's not, it's not that bad. But as long honestly, as, long as yeah, the diapers aren't on fire, right? You know, <laughs> but but uh,
0: no, yeah. that, that's
1: pretty much it, man. I, I don't really have anything, but yeah, I know. Um, at, at some point, at some point, I'd like to. Have you meet my kids
0: too? So that be great. Yeah, man, for sure. I, I still want to come out and visit you, and uh, you know, at some point, if if ever, you know, it can be managed or uh, organized, uh, orchestrated. There we go. If it could ever be orchestrated, you know, if you want to be bop out this way sometime and and check out uh, where we are here too, you know, and uh, I appreciate it, man. And uh, no worries on the on the response. I know, especially, man. You know, I have a whole new respect just being married. You know, for married people who make time for anything in their in their weeks or days, uh, you just being married, then on top of that having kids, it just you know you can you can try to understand something, but until you're like in the situation, it just it's a whole new depth of reality that you don't know about until you're there. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I Absolutely. do. I appreciate you know anytime you do respond or anything like that, man. And I actually did think of a uh, a funny uh, dad joke. Is uh, the best friends. Are uh, like boogers. The best ones stick around for a while.
1: That is pretty good, man. <laughs> I took me a second. I was like, "Oh gosh!" Man. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like you can try to get rid of them, and they just they just hold on to your finger. You know? Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's good, man. I have to remember that one.
0: Oh man, yeah, just don't just don't make them salty. So anyway. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> But uh anyway, well, I might I might actually edit that. I don't know yet. We'll see. We'll see if it's we'll see if it sticks around for its namesake. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, man, one more time. Uh, y'all y'all show some love to Juice and real quick, man, uh, refresh their memories. Where can they find you again?
1: Yeah, yes, go on YouTube and type in four J underscore music, number four, the letter J and then underscore and the word music and you'll hopefully be able to find my youtube channel there um and uh would we'll appreciate any support um you can give me but really i hope that i'm able to bless your life you know this is really more for you if you have a young musician you know um a student or somebody that's wanting to grow their their musicianship i really love let me hope pray that i'm a blessing uh you know to, to your life or to your kids life whatever it is that that's a partaking in that so um, it 4J underscore
0: music alright well thanks man uh, y'all heard it 4J underscore music on YouTube and uh, thanks for joining us on this episode we appreciate it and until next time remember if the sun sets you free you are free indeed amen